Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. All right. Well, welcome to episode number 29 of our Mission Mobilization Chats uh, podcast, where we're looking at foundational issues related to this topic of mission mobilization that we care so much about. We want to understand mobilization a little bit uh, deeper than we generally have traditionally. And we want to implement mobilization uh, deeper across the whole global uh, church. And so that's what these uh, podcast episodes are all about. Now, this particular episode, we want to look at the diversity of types or categories, we could say, of mission mobilizers, mission mobilizers. And we believe firmly that many more leaders are actually in this category of mobilizer than right now are even aware of it. Most have never heard that term, a mission mobilizer. Most don't understand that this is a uh, primary role that they can have. Uh, But in the coming decades, we firmly believe from the Word of God and from the Spirit of God that many, many more leaders are going to start to understand that a part of their primary calling is that indeed of a mobilizer, Uh, a mobilizer of God's big picture plan uh, in the earth. Now, we've already looked at this a little bit in a previous uh, episode of the podcast. If we go all the way back to episode number 12 uh, last year, we highlighted the idea of the five-fold ministry that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and how each of these five, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, how each of these five can be understood as five types of leadership offices, yes, in the church, but they're also meant to have a component as a mission mobilizer that is connected to it. And so we could say that all five of the ministry offices are actually meant to be mobilizers from a biblical perspective. And this is very, very true, though, admittedly, we have not seen it uh, very much uh, in this light in the past. So, all five, five-fold ministry, are meant to be functioning and operating uh, in addition to being all the other things related to that office, that role. They're also meant uh, to be mobilizers for the big picture plans uh, that are on God's heart related to the Great Commission. So I want to start with a question. What comes to your mind when you think of the role of a mission mobilizer? What is a mission Mobilizer. Now, what generally happens when we use those two words in the body of Christ, we generally understand it as in kind of a one-dimensional, through a one-dimensional lens, we could say. And usually that one dimension of a mobilizer is that of an organizational recruiter, somebody who's a member of an, or, or, an organization who's recruiting workers uh, to participate in mission in some way. So that's one aspect, absolutely. And we're going to see that uh, later in this episode. But uh, instead, God, uh, the mobilizer is a multifaceted role that has so many other potential uh, pieces or dimensions. We can't just look at it through the traditional one dimensional lens 
uh, of uh, an organizational recruiter. So who is then or what is a mission mobilizer? Well, a mobilizer is committed to calling the global church to grow in her core identity as a multiplying, reproducing, message-bearing people, a message-bearing community. So that's who we are as mobilizers, helping to bring the body of Christ to an understanding of mission that is much more broader than how they've understood it. Mission not just off on the side somewhere, on the periphery as a department or a little committee, but actually mission as the core identity of who we are meant to be, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, uh, but then more importantly, seeing the Great Commission given through Jesus himself uh, and recognizing this is who we are meant to be uh, as a people. So mobilizers are disciples, and many mobilizers are actually leaders whose hearts have been moved and aligned with Jesus's redemptive purpose among all the ethnic people groups, okay? So that's a mobilizer. If your heart is moved and aligned with Jesus's uh, passion and vision and desire, his redemptive plans among all the ethnic people groups, you can be a mobilizer, okay? This is how this works. And so mobilizers are those that are sounding the rallying call, we say, blowing the trumpet in Zion, so to speak, and they're doing it within individual local ministries and also across umbrella denominations, church structures, networks. They are leaders uh, and disciples that are within these structures and they're blowing the trumpet within the structure to help the structure align uh, with this heartbeat of Jesus related to his redemptive plan. And so mobilizers then are leaders who are also embodying uh, the exhortation that Paul gave to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 2, verse 2. We're all familiar with this, uh, this passage. And the things that you have heard from me, Paul says to Timothy, uh, among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who are going to be able to teach others also. So we teach others, we mobilize them, then we enable them to go on and teach others. And it reproduces, it reproduces, it reproduces. That's the idea uh, of mobilization. And so the church actually will not come into maturity, both spiritually or in the grand scheme of God's plan in the Great Commission, apart from thousands of mobilizers who are arising across many different ministry structures. And what we mean by ministry structure is, again, a denomination, an independent church, a, a church network, an organization, uh, uh, even a Bible training school uh, can be a ministry structure. And so the church needs and will not come to maturity until we see thousands, literally, and I would even say maybe, maybe even in the millions uh, of mobilizers rising up who have a single-minded purpose. And that single-minded purpose is empowering the people of God in this, glow, uh, in this core identity, excuse me, related to global mission. Now, I believe uh, in my observations and, and how uh, just watching the body of Christ over the last 20 years, uh, I think that it's actually due to the lack of mobilizers presently in the global body of Christ that this is why so many in the body of Christ misunderstand 
Jesus's great commission. It's because of the lack of mobilizers, because it's a lack of those who understand it themselves and who are faithfully teaching it to others, reproducing, reproducing, reproducing. Uh, if we had more mobilizers, the church would get the great commission in, uh, in a lot stronger of a way and not only get it, but know what we're supposed to do uh, related to it. So it's understanding the Great Commission, but then knowing what God is calling us to do uh, as a result. Now, mission mobilizers are generally a very misunderstood role uh, in Christian ministry. All right, so we understand a pastor. Everybody understand, okay, I know what a pastor is. To some degree, we know what a mission pastor is, and they definitely are a mobilizer. Uh, we know what a worship leader is, right? We know what a children's ministry leader is. But this idea of a mission mobilizer, we're a little confused generally in the body of Christ and in our churches about who this person is, who is a mission mobilizer, and what exactly uh, do they do? Okay, so this is part of the problem is... Uh, most of our leaders don't know what this role is. And so when we come and say, oh, I feel like I'm a mobilizer, they say, well, what is that? Okay, that's where we're at now. All right, but that's not where we're going to stay over the next several decades because the Lord has a plan uh, to change the current situation and actually see uh, a lot more, those thousands and maybe even millions of mobilizers that are, uh, that are getting raised up all across uh, the global church. Now, mission mobilizers are in every local church. Did you know that? Mission mobilizers are in every denomination. They're in every parachurch ministry, but often they don't know that they have this role. Okay, so God has put them in it in many different positions and leaders and, uh, or leadership roles and, and other things. And often they're not aware, actually they're there to be a mobilizer for uh, the Great Commission. And this is God's plan. He has sovereignly placed leaders and believers within his people already so that they, in, uh, in time, will function as uh, a mission mobilizer. And each one of these is meant to be emphasizing God's redemptive storyline, God's redemptive plan, and how every believer can actually be involved. So these are in our churches already. These people are, but they don't know what their role in mobilization really is meant to be. And they don't know what they're supposed to be doing uh, in mobilization, emphasizing God's redemptive storyline and how every believer is meant uh, to be involved. Now, over 2,500 years ago, 2,500 years ago, the Holy Spirit in the word of God uh, actually spoke a prophecy through the prophet Isaiah. And this, uh, this uh, prophecy has direct application actually to us today, to the global body of Christ today. So Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3 declares, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. So the Spirit spoke through Isaiah, this prophecy, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And what he's revealing here, God through Isaiah is revealing that a foundational call of the people of God is meant to be a voice. We are meant to be voices in every generation, not just voices in a general Christian way. Yes, that too. But we are meant to be voices in every generation calling God's people to their core identity, which is what? Preparing the way 
of the Lord. So that verse again, Isaiah 40, verse 3, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. What are they crying? Prepare the way of the Lord. That's what tells us this connecting point or what the message is. And the message is meant to be calling God's people in every generation to their core identity, which is connected to uh, the way that Isaiah understood that concept of preparing the way of the Lord. Now we know that John the Baptist in the first century, he embodied this calling of uh, the prophecy that Isaiah gave 2,500 years uh, before us. Okay, So John the Baptist then comes on the scene and he precedes the coming of Jesus in the first century. And so he had a forerunner ministry. He was preparing the way of the Lord for Jesus's first coming. And that's what he did. He was Jesus's first, uh, he was the forerunner of Jesus's own ministry. So in this role, John was a voice that laid groundwork so that Jesus's purpose in his first coming could actually be realized. Yet, and this is where some of the confusion I think has come in, yet John's ministry was not meant to be the culmination of that Isaiah 40 prophecy. Okay, John referred to it. He said, I am that voice uh, crying in the wilderness. So we know he was a partial fulfillment and a very key partial fulfillment. But he was not the ultimate fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. Instead, John, John the Baptist, his voice, he was the first fruits of millions of voices that God intends to use, not now preparing for his first coming, that was John's ministry, now preparing the way of the Lord for his second coming. So what the Lord is doing today, the Holy Spirit is actually searching for voices in every local ministry, uh, in every small group, in every campus ministry fellowship, in every Bible school. And he's looking for voices who are committing themselves to prepare the way of the Lord. And I'm connecting this in this way because this is exactly what mobilizers do. The role of mobilizer and uh, mobilization is actually to prepare the way of the Lord to prepare the way for his second coming. So how do we do that? Well, we're inviting the church to cooperate with the redemptive purpose of God among all the ethnic peoples, okay? That if we can help the church to cooperate with the redemptive purpose of God among all the ethnic peoples, that plan and the ultimate fulfillment of that plan called the fulfillment of the Great Commission that will ultimately lead to the second coming of Jesus in the sky. And so that is ultimately preparing the way of the Lord to return. What is preparing the way? Helping the church, being a voice to the church to help the church uh, to cooperate with the redemptive purpose of God that he has among all uh, the people groups. And so beyond the five-fold offices that we, that we just uh, talked about briefly in the, in the uh, beginning of this, and then also that we talked about back in episode uh, number 12, we looked in depth at how these five-fold offices can function and operate actually as mobilizers. But beyond these five functions, there are many other types of mobilizers as well. Okay, and that's what we want to spend some time with the rest of our uh, time in this episode looking a little bit in depth at, at these uh, types of mobilizers. Now, it's important to lay first that these, uh, these mobilizers, generally these types, okay, because they're not 
part of the fivefold ministry. We already looked at that as mobilizers. These are uh, uh, kind of another, a further category, you could say, uh, of mobilizer. And so these tend to influence less through a ministry position. Okay, so these are not a pastor, an evangelist, apostle, whatever, whatever, whatever. These are not necessarily in a position of influence, but instead they influence through relationships. Okay, they influence through discipling. They influence through, uh, through friendships and getting to know you, okay, uh, getting to know uh, people in different ways, all right? So that's an important thing. Now, both are absolutely necessary. Both the fivefold ministry and the, and the big leadership positions and roles functioning as, as mobilizers, that's crucial. We need that to come into this maturity uh, related to spiritual life as well as related to the Great Commission that I mentioned uh, earlier. But we also need these ones who don't have a, uh, an official position in the churches or in the organizations. They're not on the official uh, organizational chart, right? The flow chart. But instead, they are influencing through... Uh, through relationships, through, we could say, even through spiritual authority. Um, they're lay leaders, okay? They're not in the org chart. They're not in the ministry structure in terms of authority structure, but they uh, actually, they're lay leaders and lay people that lead or influence by relationships, okay? Now, as we look at these different categories of mobilizers, it's important to understand that mobilization is actually a process uh, it doesn't happen just through one uh, kind of circumstance and, uh, or one event or one Bible reading and all of a sudden you're mobilized. No, that, that's not how this process works. Instead, mobilization is a process where God uses many different people and he uses many different circumstances and he uses them at many different times in order to encourage his body to move forward in these redemptive big picture plans and purposes uh, that he has on his heart, all right? So throughout our lives, he's using different people, different circumstances, different events, different books, different resources, different podcasts, different uh, 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 conferences, all for the sake of taking us on this journey, little by little, to help us change our mindset, to change our, our paradigm, so that we can now be growing in understanding this big picture plan that he has, uh, his redemptive storyline among all the ethnic peoples. All right, so let's jump into these eight. We're going to highlight eight different uh, mobilizer types. And it's important that we know these are in no order of importance. So I'm going to highlight one as number one. That doesn't mean it's more important than number two, three, four, or five. Okay? These are in no specific order of importance. All right? So the first one we're going to start with, we call the recruiter mobilizer. The recruiter mobilizer. Okay? And so this is a type of mobilizer that we're actually the most familiar with. And that's why I started with this one. Because this is the one that we generally connect to when our minds think about what a mission mobilizer is. All right? So... Recruiter mobilizers, they tend to serve with a particular mission-sending organization or maybe a mission-sending denomination or ministry. And their primary role as a recruiter mobilizer is recruiting workers, whether short-term or long-term, who will go through their particular organizational structure as a uh, message bearer. 
Okay? So recruiter mobilizers are often recruiting among the younger generation. So they go to youth conferences. They spend a lot of time on college campuses, usually Christian college campuses, and they're recruiting for short-term mission experiences as well as uh, a little bit for longer term as well. And so it's actually usually the case we've observed over many years of this that believers are prepared to respond to a recruiter mobilizer when they come and they set up their booth at a, at a conference or whatever. That believers are, are usually prepared to say, maybe God is asking me to do this because of the effectiveness actually of the other roles uh, of mobilizer that we're going to look at uh, related to the journey. All right. So God, that's why I said it's not in any order. All right. So God usually prepares people through some of the other ones that we're going to highlight. And then when they meet the recruiter mobilizer, the guy uh, talking to them about the uh, the uh, mission experiences that they can have with their organization, they're actually prepared then at that point by the Holy Spirit to respond. A second kind or type uh, of mobilizer here is what we call a trainer mobilizer, a trainer mobilizer. All right. So this mobilizer, they provide training, maybe sometimes through Bible schools, maybe sometimes through, uh, through seminaries or through conferences or through seminars, maybe mission education type courses. So they provide training in these different uh, ways and in these different kind of frameworks. All right. Now, these trainings that they provide, they might be formal training, like seminaries, a formal training environment, right? But conferences are more seen as non-formal. All right. So you go three, four, five day conference. You're receiving a lot of information. Now, this isn't formalized training like a seminary or a Bible school would be, but it's very, very important nonetheless, and it influences us. And so those who are involved in training through conferences are playing a very important role as a mobilizer. Uh, some of these training might even be informal kinds of training. Like you could say a seminar is more of the informal training or a, a mission education course, like the perspectives course or the Kairos course or something along that line. That might be in the more informal uh, kind of training line. They all are very, very important because what they do is expose believers to what mission is actually about. Okay, they might not have heard about it in their church. So they go to a conference, they go to a seminar. Maybe they take a course at a seminary or Bible school related, uh, related to this. And so they're learning what mission is about and why it's important. Why is this on the heart of God? Uh, and so these trainer mobilizers train in a wide variety of focal points that are related to uh, the Great Commission. Now, trainer mobilizers, they usually have quite a bit of experience in mission. So a recruiter mobilizer might themselves have never necessarily served uh, anywhere overseas or even in a near culture uh, people group type environment. And that's okay. They don't necessarily need that. But as a trainer mobilizer, these usually have experience in mission that they can pull from and then teach others about. That's why they're called uh, a trainer. They've been in it. And so they're able to give information that people need uh, to grow and to be mobilized and even what churches need uh, to, be, uh, to be mobilized. So trainer mobilizers, they help believers wrestle with the possibilities of how God might be calling them in the Great Commission. And these uh, train them and give them a lot of information that opens their minds to see things in a new way. The third kind of mobilizer, third type here, 
is what we call a discipler mobilizer, a discipler mobilizer. All right. So these are personal one-on-one influences. So uh, I'm, I'm meeting with somebody for coffee regularly, every week, twice a week, whatever it might be. And I'm discipling this information uh, or this in- individual. Okay. And over the period, as we're discipling, I'm also talking about the heartbeat of God because true discipleship is meant to include uh, Jesus's great commission. That's part of who we are meant to be becoming as true disciples of Christ. If we want to follow Jesus and if we're following Jesus according to how he called us, then involvement in the great commission in some way really is no choice. Okay, it's, it's part of who we are meant to be. It's part of our DNA, all right? But that often doesn't, doesn't come up in a regular discipleship context. So discipler mobilizers, they're discipling the individual, yes, but then they're bringing in this core, often neglected piece of what discipleship uh, is really all about. And so mission emphasis is a major part of this one-on-one influence from the uh, discipler mobilizer to the individual that they are mobilizing or discipling, helping them to understand the mission heartbeat of God. And so what they do, discipler mobilizers, tend to be a, an important resource for the person that they're meeting with, okay? Because they have access to books, they have a- access to articles, they have access to, uh, uh, to podcasts, they have access to many kinds of resources that are going to encourage that person to move forward in their journey, all right? So they are a, a disseminator, we can say, the disciple or mobilizer is, of mission information to this person uh, that they're walking along the journey with. And disciple or mobilizers can walk with people for years, even decades, okay? I have uh, mentors in my life that are disciple or mobilizers that back in the day that I still uh, relate with. So this is very, very important. Now, the fourth kind of uh, type of mobilizer here that we find is what we call a motivational mobilizer, a motivational mobilizer. Now, this might be a person that you never, ever uh, meet yourself, and that's okay. I have many of those in my life. Uh, Motivational mobilizers, maybe it's someone who wrote a book, a missions book that you read, and that person is mobilizing you through the book, though you never have physically met them. You don't know them in a personal way. That's okay. They are motivating you, uh, and through whatever they've written or whatever they've spoken, maybe it's a, a speaker at a conference, you don't know that person personally, but because they're speaking these things that are motivating and inspiring you, you are being impacted, even many people, for for gener- uh, for decades. Okay, I have motivational uh, mobilizers that God used in my life when I was in my teenage years, my 20s, my early 30s that motivated me related to the Great Commission. And I would not be doing what I'm doing today without their mobilization voice, but I never actually met them. Okay, they're motivational mobilizers, maybe at a Christian college, maybe at a chapel service where a guest speaker comes in and something they say ignites a fire in your heart. That's a motivational mobilizer. The next one, the fifth one, 
a divine contact mobilizer. Now, that might sound like a strange phrase. A divine contact mobilizer. Now, these are usually a one-off situation. So, like the discipler mobilizer, you're walking with them one-on-one -on -one relationship uh, over years, over decades, potentially. Okay, Divine contact mobilizers are exactly the opposite of this. this is, these are like a one-off kind of situation where God provides timely guidance for you. Okay. Timely guidance related to your calling uh, in mission, your calling in the Great Commission. And a person is used to give you that uh, timely guidance. Now, again, it might be something you heard through a conference or through a seminar or through a, a speaker. Or often it's kind of a supernatural type thing. And I've had this several times in my life where someone came up to me that did not know me. I did not know them. And they didn't really know what they were saying. They just kind of said a phrase. Okay, here, uh, I think you need to maybe read this book. Or, or uh, have, you ever, have you ever thought about doing this with your life? Okay, like a sentence. All right, the person comes in and then they go out just as quickly. But that person is used for you then as a divine contact, quote unquote, because God sent that person to you at a specific time, even just for one phrase. That's what we say. It's not a, it's a one-off situation, meaning they don't stay in your life. That person is not a, an ongoing mentor for you or influencer, but at that key moment when you needed a word from God, so to speak, they came, they didn't know what they were saying. They just said this statement, had really no idea how God had already been preparing you so that when you hear that statement, your spirit is ignited. Your spirit is motivated. All right. So I've had those times. You should, we need to be looking for those, those supernatural uh, times when God will bring someone into your life for a moment they will speak something that will impart something and awaken something. And then they go out. They're not even aware that God has used them uh, as this divine contact type uh, of motivator, uh, of mobilizer, excuse me. So the next type of mobilizer is what we call a historical mobilizer, a historical mobilizer. Now, this is similar to the motivational mobilizer, but it's a little bit different because the motivational mobilizer could be alive today. Okay. You hear them on a podcast, you hear them on a YouTube video, you hear them uh, or you go to a conference and there they are, they're speaking something. Okay. A historical mobilizer is someone who lived maybe a hundred years ago, maybe 500 years ago, maybe a thousand years ago. Right. And they have left though, either a book or they've left uh, some kind of principles that God taught them in some way. And they've left that for us now to read and to learn about and to and to grow into. And so a historical mo uh, mobilizer uh, usually are books, okay, or biographies, all right? So I love to read biographies and I wanna encourage you. Uh, I try and read at least one biography every three, four months, okay, literally, all right? Because I love to hear the stories of how God has, has touched other people's lives because then I get inspired by reading how God has touched their lives. And I asked myself, huh, God, do you want to touch my life in that same way? Or do you want to use my life in a similar way? Okay. And with historical mobilizers, there's a principle we call the like attracts like principle. What that means is usually when I am attracted to a certain biography of a certain missionary or a mobilizer or this or a revivalist or, or a great leader in the body of Christ in this way or that way, usually it's because 
God has also deposited or invested in me a similar uh, kind of calling. Maybe not to the degree or all of this big, 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 whatever. Uh, but there's a seed of that same calling in my, life, uh, in my life. We call that the like attracts like. So meaning you are attracted to a certain uh, kind of person in the biographies that you will read, okay, you're attracted to them. Why? Because God has put that same kind of a seed uh, of how he wants to use you into your own life. These are historical mobilizers. So I encourage you, find mission biographies, find missionaries of old that are writing about mobilization, writing about God's uh, uh, purposes in and through the Great Commission. Read these books. Let them mobilize you. Let them train you. I was, uh, in my teenage years and early 20s, I devoured Books. That's where I got hooked actually on biographies, mission biographies. I was mobilized and I was mentored by these missionaries of old that I've never met, okay, that lived hundreds of years before I live, but they still mentored me through their lives and through their writings. All right, the last one we want to uh, look at here is the idea of an intercessor mobilizer, the last type of, inter, uh, of uh, mobilizer, an intercessory mobilizer. So what's this? Okay, well obviously intercession is uh, similar to prayer. So there's the idea of standing in the gap through intercession, standing in the gap through prayer. So an intercessor mobilizer is a mobilizer who's praying for others, actually, who's praying for others to be raised up in the Great Commission. I know several of these types, okay? This is how they mobilize. They're not out on Christian college campuses recruiting. They're not speaking at the conferences or in seminaries training, okay? They're more behind the scenes. They're what we call these intercessory mobilizers. And the way that they mobilize is strictly through prayer, strictly through intercession, praying for others to be raised up and mobilized, praying for entire churches to be raised up and mobilized to be involved in Jesus's great commission. Now, we often are not aware of how God uses intercessor mobilizers in our lives, okay? But I guarantee it. If you have a heart for mission today, someone, whether it's in your family line or uh, someone in a more general way in your church family, your denominational family, whatever it might be, Someone was used in this intercessor mobilizer role, meaning they prayed for you. And their, their prayer was not just God bless them. I hope they grow up to be a nice Christian. Their prayer was God raise them with a heartbeat for the nations. Raise them with a heartbeat for the Great Commission. Raise that church. Raise that denomination. Raise that individual so that their heartbeat is caught up. Uh, in your grand redemptive storyline that we love to talk about. So that's an intercessor uh, mobilizer. Now, as we, wanna, as we close this time, we want to just ask a, a little bit of a question, have a little bit of a response time. We've looked at eight different uh, types of mobilizers here and this idea that God is raising up voices and that I believe that those the number of voices are in the thousands, maybe even in the millions of types of mobilizers that he wants to raise up with the five-fold ministry in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12 that we highlighted and then these further um, types of mobilizers that usually mobilize more through relationships than through actual uh, roles. But as you... Consider this idea that God is raising up these voices. 
what specific mobilizer type do you mostly identify with? Okay, so as you're listening to this, uh, what is the specific mobilizer type? I highlighted eight. Which one would you say I most uh, connect with that one? Now, uh, as mobilizers, we're going to probably operate and function in many of these eight uh, over our lifetime. I've, I've had mobilizers that were in all eight of these categories, and I've been a mobilizer, uh, not a historic one because I'm still alive. I haven't died yet. Uh, but maybe some of the others, I've actually uh, been that kind uh, of a mobilizer, meaning at different seasons, parts of the journey, we're going to operate in different focal points. Now, having said that, we usually have a dominant one, all right? So I want you to consider as we close this episode and ask the Lord, Lord, which mobilizer type uh, is the dominant one for me? Now, I might operate in many of the others, of course, but which is the dominant one that you've set uh, into my life? That's the question I want to encourage you uh, to consider as you go away from this episode. Let me close us in prayer. Lord, we thank you that you are raising up voices, those Isaiah chapter 40 voices. Lord, the voice crying out in the wilderness. And what are they crying? Prepare the way of the Lord. Father, this is the calling of a mobilizer. Lord, helping the church to align with her great commission uh, calling and purpose. Lord, that you put so much priority on. This is not a side issue for you. This is the key of where history is moving, actually. And you've said, you've promised, I will not come back until the fulfillment of the Great Commission has happened, until the full number of both Gentiles and Jews have come into uh, the kingdom of God. Lord, we know that number is nowhere near complete yet. And so we look with faith to see that coming. And we say, Lord, use us now as voices preparing that way of the Lord and show us which type or types of mobilizers that you've called each one of us to be. I ask for that uh, guidance and leadership in each person uh, who's watching this, uh, this podcast, Lord, or listening to it. Lord, we love you and bless you and we commit ourselves to you as mission mobilizers, as these voices for the body of Christ in this generation. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. All right. The Lord bless you today and this week. To listen to more Mission Mobilization Chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.